I'm Luke Summerhays. I'm James J. Moyles. And I'm James the Jaster Stewart. And you're listening to Monster Mash. And on this week's episode, we are hunting Malzano. silver scales. It uses the curio to drain the life energy of other living creatures, creeping around at night and attacking its prey from behind. It appears almost regal to start with, but after draining enough energy, it can turn a violent blood-red crimson. This form is known as the bloodening, and is widely feared. Those who let themselves be lured into the trap whisked away by a swift game, the embodiment of darkness. A darkness that does not let its victims go, as they are slowly drained of their life. The servants keep providing their master with vital essence. And once the time is ripe, the darkness will show itself, basking in moonlight. What the that is never mentioned. I was about to say my first question was gonna be, did we know that's called the blood of <laughs> You you made that up. I don't believe that's it's in called, the description. The, stat, the status is called blood blight. Well him turning that. red is the bloodening. But I don't think anywhere other than the most description describes it as the bloodening. I'm now every time that we had a Malzano that happens, I'd be going, Oh no! <laughs> it's the bloodening! Watch out! The bloodening is upon us. I mean, it is ace. <laughs> I'd love <Yeah>. that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I do, but where the fuck did that come from? I mean, I would I would be there on opening night for a film called The Bloodening. <laughs> <laughs> There probably is a film called The Bloodening. You'd be surprised if there wasn't. Probably on Shudder somewhere. Yep. Speaking of horror films, though, Dracula, isn't it? Flagship time, baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The expansion, yeah. Really great monster, this. Oh, it's a fake fake movie from The Simpsons. Excellent. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've I've got a lot of time for Malzano. I mean, we'll get into some of the reasons why, I suppose, <laughs> when we start going through the uh, <clears throat> move set and overall aesthetic. But yeah, you I think know, I, I think, think we will be as well get straight into it, right? Because it's it's based on Dracula and correct. the trio of this one, Luna Garon and I forgot his name, Garon Golm. Garon Golm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're basically. Frankenstein, Dracula, and the Wolfman. Or Frankenstein's yeah. monster, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, the classic universal monsters, the gothic horror mm-hmm. flagships. Um, and I would say that 
Garangolm is clearly based on like that classic green square head bolts in the neck yeah. version of a wolf man of a Frankenstein's monster. Luna Garon is pretty generically a werewolf. Yeah. It doesn't really remind me of any werewolf from a particular film or anything. But Mouse is fairly similar, right? Like werewolves in general. I'm just going to mention as well, since you've brought all that up, like take a look at the quest board in game and look at the name of the quest that they made for those Yes. Monsters. I think oh, I know yes. this one. Oh, I know the one you mean. <laughs> yeah. Our <laughs> shout out from match. Capcom has finally come. <laughs> <laughs> Good to um, be recognised. But Mazzino's version of Dracula is definitely the Castlevania Dracula, right? Yeah, I, I, I do think there's a lot, a lot of elements to. It. I mean, even just visually, like the, um, the sort of the big ruffly cravat and the high, hmm. like the high cape, that's like the exaggerated, lanky anime Castlevania Dracula. He doesn't have that. It was like the Bela Lugosi one or the, um, Coppola one or anything. Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee. I was going to say, doesn't he have like a big kind of... Oh, uh, I was thinking about cake. Christopher Lee, the one in the middle. Let me have a little look at a picture of Christopher Lee Dracula. Sure I think he has... Kind of has he's probably closest kind of to... Yeah. He's got... Oh, he, always, he always has a cape. But he still doesn't have that really high collar that he has in um, Castlevania. Who's really other Dracula? Maybe is it more exaggerated than Castlevania, or like is that? I just kind of way I picture Christopher Lee that is like a big regal, like giant. Oh, it's regal, yeah. I mean, the fact that <coughs> Castlevania is draws heavily from anime and its aesthetic should answer that question for yeah. you, Jess. Mm. But no, but he, yeah, he he has a really high collar at the back and a big ruffly cravat at the front. Mm. And those are the two Dracula elements in Mazino, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think even like from an actual visual standpoint aside, what really sold it to me, like, yeah, like oh yeah, this is this is a little nod to Castlevania, is um in his actual moveset. So he does the little teleport about the arena where he like disappears in a puff of blood. <laughs> And then reappears. The blood <laughs> when he's geared Sorry, up. Yeah, he, does, he does actually only do that move when he's powered up. So yeah, um, which is if you think about like the most classic iteration of the Dracula boss fight, which is all the way from one, they bring it in they, like something that's kind of persisted for every single Castlevania game. He does like a little teleport, and then he'll shoot like fire or like red orbs at you, which. Guess what Malzano does? He also fires big red orbs at you sometimes after he does the uh, teleport move. So, to me, I was like, when I saw that, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, come on, that's Dracula. That's that's Castlevania Dracula through and through. Yep. Um, he, I mean, it's not... Um, Castlevania didn't make that up. Like, Dracula in the original books does, like, turn into mist and does... He does, into, yes. Like, a pack of bats to move around and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like he that is based on classic Dracula moves, but yeah, obviously, Castlevania is an action game interpretation of it, so it feels much closer to that than, mm-hmm. you know, just slowly menacing some Victorian dudes. <laughs> um, is it? I mean, obviously, I it's firing off your, I like it because it's Castlevania vibes. 
But do yeah. you find it a fun fight in and of itself as well? Yes, yes, I do. Yeah, I think. Um, and if I do a, a, a some big wrap up at some point, I think there are maybe a few too many monsters that seem to have some sort of effect where you've got to like be aggressive to get rid of a status effect from them. Mm. Mm. And and like it seems to crop Fear up quite a lot in the late game and end game. But yeah. Malzano was the first one that I can remember kind of doing it. Um in uh in, in Sunbreak. And it just makes for a really aggressive fight because you're then obviously having to um you know, attack him regularly well, to get rid of the like, bloodline. Curio like system like he's got Malzino has parasites like on him so that's right yeah it makes, he um, it makes sense that that gets transferred over to like the end game stuff like that's the whole that's a, game loop really yeah yeah and it, it does it does I will admit great a bit in the end game loop because it's all your fighting we'll speak about that I'm sure at some point down the line but and just you know looking at it in a bubble at Malzino the fight itself um it's great. Like you, you want to be in the monster's face all the time, and the devs are encouraging you for the design of the fight to do that with the blood blight. And he's quick he as well. It just gives you gives you more gives you a lot of opportunities to kind of get your dodges in, whether it's either with like Waterbug dodging or your moves using your counter moves to kind of dodge an attack or whatever. Like it's just really fun to dodge when he's like teleporting it... about all the place and does like that tail stab attack. Mm. I think a lot of his moves make more sense in a one-on-one fight than a multiplayer fight. Uh, like we were talking he... about in the hunt when he does the teleport and gets behind you. That's so yeah, cool when it happens that, yeah. to you. But, but when there's four, four of us or three of us coming at him from all angles, I didn't really... He didn't feel especially difficult. Like, we kind of bossed that one. We just fought... I would well, agree with that. Sense yeah, for, like a final boss monster, right? Like I, I definitely enjoyed like going in and fighting him solo the first time. I don't know if you guys ever bothered yeah. to do that. Yeah, we fought, fought my fair bit like solo. I made his armor, but the armors like were really fucking good. Yeah, I've got his um, the lady so one the, on like, right now. Like, the last last stages like the, the story, like that's what I used because it's just a really good armor set. I was going to say as well, like, we are probably kind of slightly overtuned for like that. Well, for that that's fight it, yeah. now, like, we're a little stronger. At least the, for mine, like, I'm using new, new armor, two of the armor pieces from the Flaming Espinas, which was had in the title update too, so. I mean, I'm rocking fully upgraded endgame armor from the last patch, you know, with all the new, like, yeah, so yeah, I think we're we're definitely maybe a little overpowered. Well, also, we're all on monster hunt a beast draft. at this point. <laughs> yeah, but like it does make like see when you like you've got all your kind of end game stuff and like extra boosts from like extra skills on the armor from the curio crafting that you can do. Like mm. it pushes you over the edge, and it, that's like the only kind of one slightly downside with Sunbreak is when you go back to like just standard hunts, like you're. You're completely overtuned for the for those standard hunts, which is a bit of a shame. Unless you like drop down your armor, or make like or make just a like, standard. I mean, that's always been sh- somewhat true of all monster hunters, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps the same can be said of all monsters. 
when we started this podcast, we used to deliberately do the monsters in our pants to try and get around that. That's there. true. It's been a good old while since we did that. <laughs> <laughs> also, my Castlevania quote was utterly sandbagged there. <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't catch it. Is that the thing about all monsters? Uh, perhaps the same could be said of all monsters. I mean, that's just the kind of thing you say, Jay. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, yes, I'm constantly jumping and going, What is a man? <laughs> what is a hunter? A miserable little pile of secrets. Forty years ago, a film appeared that was so shocking, so terrifying, it was sealed in a concrete vault deep beneath the earth. But even the new management of Sony TriStar could not contain the pure evil of the bloodening. So, where are you guys at with your Draculas and your vampires? Where am I at? Well, obviously, I've probably been exposed to Dracula the most through Castlevania, because he's in fucking all of them. Um, but that's a very different style of Dracula. Like it, that, that, that character has its own lore separate from, you know, the more the novelized, like the more the original version of, of of Dracula and the version that comes up in the novels and in your uh, your 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 classic movies and things like that. Well, the original. Have you, either of you read the original novel? No. Um, Quite some time ago, yes. Any books on like Dracula or like vampires? Like, <laughs> I thought you were just, like, like yeah. just, just to go. I've not read any books because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the book really gets into his origin. It's just that we know what Bram Stoker based him on, and then a lot of the films sort of draw that for the origin because mm-hmm. he's just yeah, he's just a mysterious count who it turns out is a vampire. The book, actually, for a book that's, you know, more than 100 years old, reads pretty easily because it's all letters and newspaper clippings and stuff. It feels quite modern. That's right. It's, and it's mostly about... Um, what's his, the army what's his all letters. Like, that's why I don't read books. <laughs> <laughs> all, those, all those bloody letters everywhere. Pesky letters. But I suppose, like, vampires in general, like they've always had... Like different different countries have their own different takes on the mythos, right? Yeah. Like you've obviously yeah, got, yeah, it's um, one of those. We said the same thing with werewolves as well. Like the idea of like beast man is sort of pretty universal. So mm. is the idea of some sort of undead that comes back and you know haunts you or takes revenge. Or... Creatures of the night. Yeah, but um, the uh, the Dracula that that uh, Malzano's based on. Is quite evidently, obviously, like the European, yeah, style well, of Dracula. Even like the vampire today was basically invented by Bram Stoker. Like he did study a bunch of myths and stuff, but a lot of what we think of as classic vampire is just that shit was made up for Dracula. Hold the phone. That's put some put some respect on Stephanie Meyer's name here. Come on. <laughs> well, I was definitely was going to get to that because uh, I have read <laughs> and watched all the Twilights. Not you poor soul. I had an ex who was super obsessed with it. <laughs> is there any um, is there any Edward Cullen in Malzino? 
<laughs> it's just a bit sparkly, I guess. <laughs> the silver scales. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I know, but more recently I saw the perfected version of uh, the vampire when I watched Morbius on the plane back from England. Oh, no. <laughs> Morbin out on the plane, were you? Yeah. The bloodening, a.k.a. Morbing time. <laughs> <laughs> It's, oh, it, I, I actually did quite enjoy watching that film because, like, I mean, I don't, I know this is the same observation everyone has made, but Matt Smith clearly knows he's in a shit film and is having the time of his life, whereas Jared Leto clearly thinks he's making a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't take that can't. as a sort of recommendation to go out and watch Morbius. <laughs> it's probably, if you wanted to watch a vampire movie. You know, there's probably better uses of your time. Yeah. Wasn't uh, Gary Oldman Dracula? Yeah, I, um, to tie in with this this very podcast, I did an episode of that for the um, Matt Luke Sci-Fi Sanctuary in October. Ah, there you go. Straight Check up, that one out. Soaker's Dracula, right? That he's in. Yeah, yep. That's the one that Keanu... Burns is based on with the weird hair. Yes. There's Keanu, Keanu Reeves, Reeves not doing a... the British accent. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, he's doing an accent in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's why you forget to do any other acting. Whoa. Same thing that happens to you and McGregor in episode one. A registered nurse trained in the treatment of terror will be on duty during the showing of The Bloodening. <laughs> now playing at the Springfield Drive-In after dark. So... I thought I lost you because I offended you by slacking off you. (laughs) 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 He's a national treasure. (laughs) Fuck you. Um, With this being like the the big story monster, Mm. um, like Monster Hunter is not a not a narrative driven game by any stretch of the imagination. But it is isn't at different times, right? Yeah, but what was your like overall thoughts on the, the the kind of core plot? I mean, obviously it's it's not done. There's more to go after you beat Malzano, yeah, but yeah. Um, um, I think it was ruined a little bit by coming like they put Gormagala and Shagarumagala either side of it to be like, hey, remember when we did this basically same plot before? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And better, in my opinion, to be honest, yeah. because well, they always uh, do. Like even World was like that. Like they always have like a big monster. Like oh, this is the one that's causing all the trouble. We're like oh, no, but specific. Not, not just that. Is this not actually this that. guy? Not just that, but like the frenzy and the curio sort of true. Yeah, are very similar, and sort of the, yeah. the nature of the mystery you're investigating is very similar in them both. And like oh, here's an ancient evil that's coming back after X number of years. I think they're just kind of tying it in, like because the base game Rise is like it's pretty much like a like a, like a love letter to like third generation like Monster Hunter. Yeah. So Sunbreak has just kind of jumped on top of that, and we were like, "Oh, we'll do a love letter to for you." Yeah, I mean, I, I it's it's good and it's fine, and I like the characters in the kingdom, um, mm-hmm. and having like this sort of knightly kingdom and tying it into those three gothic monsters works really well. But I, you know, I wasn't gripped gri- gripped by the Malzino plot in particular. 
if you want a real love letter to Fonny they kind of had them all over like the they, promotional material as well which kind of yeah oh, I mean was, they always do and it, it was, was yeah but it did build him up and he was a cool fight but like you said every Monster Hunter has that thing where the one that it pretends is going to be the big bad isn't and I'm at the point now where when I get to that monster I'm like well I know you're just the the henchman I'm waiting mm-hmm. to see what comes after you which I'm happy to say I still haven't seen and had and even had seen it online and had it spoiled for me oh very good yep so you did slightly when you were through a jays <laughs> and you got a glimpse of something on the loading screen oh, oh yeah yeah like a Oh, mate, speaking of the loading screens, you know I really liked the Rise one of the Rampage. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I've got a towel of it now hanging on my wall. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Won it in a raffle. Yeah. One of you's sound has gone on too high or something because I'm hearing everyone's audio coming back. Yeah, I'm I'm, he- I'm hearing it yeah, as maybe, well. Maybe, maybe like, probably just wasn't spoke for like a few minutes there. I thought it was yeah. picking up like background noise or... I can usually get rid of that. So the I'm here myself as well, yeah. So the uh the the, the, the name of Mao Zainolik? Yeah, well obviously like Mal Maleficent you know, just comes from evil, malicious. Yeah. Um I have seen people suggesting that like the Xeno part from like Xeno, like, you know, xenophobic, xenomorph, other. Xenomorph, yeah. But that yeah, should be yeah. spelled with an X. I, I think it's just to sound cool. Yeah, I think I think you're probably right. Like, I think the only one that Xeno actually has any sort of impact on was obviously Xenojiva. Well, also, the which... Japanese name is Meruzina. So, um... And apparently Zina, its nickname it's kind of, is it's the Noble. Changeable, though, like, uncertain... Words anyway, so like you can replace like the letter, and obviously it would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would look weird. But I think if they if they deliberately wanted us to think that, they probably would use the X. Hmm. Yeah. What does the uh, armor actually look like on the Malzano? I didn't get a good chance to. Uh, It kind of looks like like a sort of courtly attire, you know, like a cravats and uh, stuff, but made of armour. I'm still wearing it, coming up a peak. Yeah. Like kind of has a bit of like... Kind of has a bit of like bat wings in it there, obviously. It's, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Got, which like, is a huge part of Malzino's design. It's got a whole kind of Dracula cape thing going on, I'd say, as well. I, I mean, I, yeah, I could see a latter-day Castlevania literally having... Dracula and Dracula's wife wearing these armors. Yeah, like that Wii like... one where they were all really over-designed. The fighting game one. <laughs> oh no. Let's not bring up that game. <laughs> so that episode was really good. And we don't mean to brag. But next week on Monster Rush... We'll be hunting the shag. So join us for that one. Um, until then, look, where can they find us? You can find this podcast on Twitter at Monster Mash Pod. Us on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Just make sure you search Monster Mash Podcast. Give it a rating, review, like and subscribe. Tell all your friends. And uh, if you want to help support the podcast, keep it online. Find other podcasts made by me and my friends. 
including the uh, Mountain Luke Sci-Fi Sanctuary episode about Bram Stoker's Dracula, as mentioned in this episode, you can go to patreon.com slash podcastio podcastius, where you can give us a dollar a month to help keep the lights on, and even if you don't do that, you can find links to all the other shows. And should be ready for this chat. What can they tweet at Andy Man 949 this week? They can tweet Andy Man 949. Tweet them your best drawings of Dracula. <laughs> Which version of Dracula specifically? They can pick. Yeah, their favourite ones. <laughs> their favourite. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for listening. Catch a watcher. <laughs> 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 <laughs>